Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy, Four Strong One from Uwalls Dathomir. The Escape Podcast was recorded in front of a live Twitch audience. And in honor of Ram Bam's undying belief that we would finally one day get a Mace rework, I have decided that I'm going to take Mace to my first R9 character. Gentlemen, take it away. One is a Grand Arena Specialist from the UK. The other is a Territory Battle Tactician from the US. Together, there are no signs of intelligent life on board. But with both having decades of hosting experience under their belt, the one thing we are sure of is you will be entertained. This is the Escape Pod Cast, a weekly look into the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, Live from the Nerdy Network Studios of Yavin 4, here are your hosts, Neil Andrew Ayer and Paul Anthony. Coming up on this week's edition of the Escape Podcast. It's Schrodinger's Road Ahead. Oh, yes. It, wait, what What do you mean? Schrodinger's Road Ahead. You're going to have to explain this one to me, Neil. I know you've been away for a couple days, but catch up, buddy. No, no, I don't read the road ahead until I actually, you know, until it's showtime. That still doesn't explain why it's Schrodinger's road ahead. Ah, well, you see, it's good, bad, and neither all at the same time. Okay, seeing that you've written it, I guess we're, or, you know, read it, I mean, we'll get into that during the show, right? I'm relatively certain we're going to get into it during the show. Okay, well, we have a Padawan or rather a Padawan, coming for the incoming transmission. Uh, yes, they are called Free-to-Play Padawan, and they are part of uh, the uh, the Free-to-Play Ollie crew, aren't they, mate? Ah, the Free-to-Play Nation. Very good. I wonder if they think the road ahead is good, bad, or neither, as you put it. Uh, we'll be sure to ask. Well, Dickie and the Noob play again for your pleasure. Then Jigabachi joins us to get Jiggy with Jigabachi. I really want to see what his reaction is, apparently, to all this Schrodinger's news. All this and breaking news, as and if it happens. Right here on the Escape Pod Cast. The Escape Pod Cast News. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Escape Pod. Cast, I'm your host, Nev, and as always, I'm joined by my hetero life partner, Paul. Paul, hi, dude. It is a good day to read a road ahead for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, I, I, I got spoiled on the character that was announced. I'm indifferent. You know, we'll we'll get to that. Um, but as far as everything else goes, you know, I've I've been able to to stay away. And we'll see what uh, what comes of this. But uh, how was your week? You know, your birthday was this past week was just over the past weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was the weekend. Uh, it, excuse me, it was the weekend just gone. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Did you did you um, enjoy yourself? Yeah, yeah, I did. Excellent, excellent. You also have a uh, birthday gift coming from the Padawans, uh, as mm, we said. Yes. Every Twitch donation in February went to you. So, um, I also 
sent you a box that has lots of goodies, and I can't wait to, for you to see what it is. <laughs> we'll, we'll do we'll do a we'll do a live unboxing. Yes, so it's supposed to arrive Tuesday, possibly Wednesday. Um, so save it for when you do your um, when when you do your GAC. grand arena. Yeah, yeah. So all right, so let's uh, let's get to it. Uh, first thing. Um, last week, as we went off the air, we raided Heinze. Heinze did have uh, breaking news, as we thought, and it was the rework of Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was the big the bigger uh, news. The bigger news was Ram Bam crying. <laughs> I was I was happy to see that Ram Bam got to be there for the announcement. That was amazing. I was very very pleased with how. CG and Heinze did that. Props to both parties involved, and congratulations to Ram Bam. Uh, the kit reveal, we're, we're going to go over that really quick. Um, his, his basic now does a lot more. Um, damage to target enemy and flexibility block, and depending on his health, it can uh, he can gain turn meter or he recovers health equal to the damage dealt. Um, his special, special damage to target enemy, and dispels all buffs instead of removes all positive status effects. I don't know how that's different. Uh, if the target enemy had shatter point, they get stunned and they lose turn meter, and he gains turn meter. Um, and it is all, uh, his new special is called This Party's Over. That was, a, that, that's a good one. Um... And it deals dam uh, special damage, calls an, um, calls somebody to assist if they had Shatterpoint. And the ally that they called is Galactic Republic. He does a Thrawn. He swaps turn meter if the target enemy had Shatterpoint. And the ally was also a Jedi. So a, um, two different uh, possible choices there. Mace gains two stacks of resilient damage. Uh, re I'm sorry, resilient defense for the rest of the encounter, and they recover 30% protection. So this is a beef up of Mace. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, big talk. His, his, yeah. his abilities, um, his selectable abilities, pretty good. His new leader ability is called Take a Seat. I love it. Absolutely <laughs> loved that. Um, so they now gain 20% max health and offense, instead of just gaining 20% offense and critical chance. And then they, um, all allies, Jedi allies, recover 10% of their health when they score a critical hit. That's pretty good. Um, but I good do... stuff. There's some good stuff there, yeah. I do understand that it, um, it is, though, taking effect in uh, the Padme event. So... Yeah, good thing that you cheesed those geos that I was so upset about that long ago. Geos ain't cutting mm -hmm. it again, so. Oh right, oh <laughs> because of the uh, because of what Maze Windu can do in uh, in the event now. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that is a very good point. Yeah, his unique, um, formerly Shatterpoint, does a lot more. Uh, check out the forums if you want to get to that. I really just want to get to this road ahead because you've been holding this over my head that I have not read the road ahead yet. Mm -hmm. 
So, Bob, are you okay up there? You're uh, you're looking around. Uh, things are worrying you. Are your circuits fried right now? Oh no, everything's fine. I'm just uh, I keep getting a body and it keeps going away. So I was just wondering why it was. Oh, okay. It, it might be the new upgrade that I'm trying to get installed. We'll see. You also all of a sudden just gained a hand. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> So, all right. You finally got me a body like I've been asking for. You're you're the best. You're the best. We'll see if it works. You know, (laughs) it it might be one of those Star Trek style ones for, you know, the doctor. If I can just get out of the square, that would be great. It's getting awful stuffy in here the last couple weeks. So, yeah, I'm ready to get out. (laughs) All right. So, uh, let's get to the road ahead here. Um, Let's see where I just had it up. I must have close that one so road ahead march 2022 looks like doge is about to sneeze there's a video attached to it is there anything that's in the video that's not in the uh thing that i need to read no okay cool so there was nothing special in that all right hi hero table hollows welcome to the march 2022 road ahead for galaxy of heroes we have a packed schedule for today so there's a lot of information apparently Starting with details on the next title update, which contains quality of life changes for Grand Arena Championships. Okay, you must have been happy when you saw this. Uh, details on Razorcrest Final Farm location, a special rework. We, uh, I believe that's probably going to be Mace. And a legendary character. Okay, so apparently the character that was spoiled for me was is a legendary. All right. Um, title upgrade. Uh, title update grand arena quality of life uh, i'm just going to skip that first paragraph the first major change focus on deploying defenses and the new edit defense tool of the grand arena championship screen okay neil this looks interesting players will be able to set their defenses at any time before the setup phase finishes you can even set them before a grand arena uh, begins Interesting. The squads you set in the defense tool are stored between events as well, so you only have to set your defense once and then update them as you get new units and upgrade your characters. But with... Okay, I'm pausing there. But if you do that and you don't change them, SWGOH.GG has just become even more powerful, in my opinion. You think? Explain. Because... If you're not changing your defenses, if you just set that one and let it roll, 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 you're guaranteed to have the same defense every single time. Yeah. So. But if you're like me, you never change them anyways, even if you have an editor or not. So. All right. So if you go, <laughs> if you go, uh, go up against the Bones Collector, that's Bob's uh, account that we that we installed in his uh, system, so he can look up some stuff. Apparently, you never have to worry about anything changing. Never, never. Uh, the tool will update the number of zones you can set as you move between different divisions and leagues. So, if somebody gets promoted, are they going to set less defenses if they don't go into the tool? And what happens? What what teams get dropped if you get demoted an entire league? That's a question I'd like to know. Mm. Post, you'll have to posit the question to them yeah. the next time you see them or speak to them. <laughs> we definitely will. I would say whatever uh, team was set in that 
one that's taken away in the bottom slot is what i would think yes whichever one goes away it's just going to be that random team that's happened to be set there Wolfell says till matchmaking actually works right the gac changes really don't matter i think it's working great neil I mean, I'm going two and one, oh, one and it's two. It's not working perfect. That's it's not it. The, the, it it's an imperfect system. It, it's it's as simple as that. It's not perfect. It's never going to be a hundred percent. But then again, it's never going to be like single digit percent effective. You know, it, it's always going to be in the high double digits. You know, um, so it functions. It works, but it's an imperfect system. So the uh, uh, the matchmaking is always going to throw out. Um, oddities well, and irregularities um, from time to time. You're going to see um, oddities as t- as players that give no crap about you know going in besides attacking once. Anybody that auto sets, you know, they go in and they attack once and then get their banish. The matchmaking match works um, as it's intended for the majority of the um the people playing grand arena that that's it's it's that it's that it that's it that's the bottom the bottom line should it be shouldn't it be should it be better should it be but how could it be all of that's it you, you know at, you know as a flat figure the matchmaking works for the majority not the minority um and until the uh the minority is vocal enough cg won't make um any changes to the um, to the matchmaking? They just won't. It's as simple as that. No. But what they do is they butter us up with the uh, quality of life changes, uh, which is obviously the, the the part that you've got to on the uh, road ahead. Now, Renard the Fox says it's easy to misuse the skill rating system. Go one and two, or two and one, without being promoted can stall a league lower and get all the banners. That's the issue. I mean, I'm fighting there, there, for there my life. Of, there, there are ways of gaming the system. There are always ways of gaming the system. The old system, you would have people with these, you know, really, really tight rosters. If you wanted to be competitive in GAC, you had to have a tight roster. You couldn't have a fluffy bottom. You couldn't bloat. There were certain characters you had to have, certain ways that, you, you know, it, it was, th- th- and and just like now, that was a whole, and people would game the system, you know. Um, people would game the system in order to get the best matchups, i.e. not someone competitive, but somebody that they could, you know, pretty much beat every single time because the matchmaking worked in their favor because they had a slender roster. You I know? mean, Look um, at look at the the you know controversial yet great bus seventy one. I mean he was. Yeah, I mean he he was you know, it, it, um, uh, uh, yes anybody could have done what um, he did because it's cheaper to do that than to just you know let's just let's just go ten and a half million and relic eight everything you know not, and, not everybody and, can do that <laughs> and now you get to play with your toys that's that's what i love about this new gac system is you get to play with your toys and i'm not penalized because i want to help my team my guild in territory battles you know i'm not pe- penalized because i like to collect the characters hmm 
Yeah, no, I, I just had to, I just get, had to get over the hump of getting used to losing. That was it. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think that, that that's a lot of um, uh, p- people will have an easier time in GAC if they um, the, the quicker they uh, the the faster they acclimatize to losing more than they used to. Because there's a lot of people out there that would play GAC um, to the best of that system, and this one um, is completely different from that. Um, so you know, the, the, there's there's uh, adjustments. You know, adjustments have to be made. Um, uh, so I, w- I would say just just adjust. <laughs> you know, improvise, adapt, and overcome. Yeah, uh, I do want to say hello because of the time change here in the U.S. Um, we are now an hour earlier in the in the uh, European countries. In Europe. Yeah. So hello to all the people able to watch us because we're not way past their bedtime. We're just slightly past their bedtime. Specifically, uh, Zaz and Bodhi. Good to see you guys. Thanks for stopping by. And by the way, evil sucks. All right. As part of the yes, new... And, and Renard. And Renard, obviously, you know, our, our favorite German. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as part of this new feature, one seemingly small but exciting change pertaining to GAC signups and roster lock. After these changes, people will be able to sign up at any time during the signup phase, but players can relock their roster at any time during the signup phase to update their GAC squads with the latest upgrades and mods. So you don't have to, you know, join because you are afraid you will forget to join. You can then, you can join right away, so you don't forget to join, but -hmm. you're not locked into what you had, then you can, you know, say, okay, use this fingerprint instead of the old fingerprint. Yeah. And that, that's all that, that is all that is there for. So that as soon as you see it, you can tap on the notification and join, um, just, you know, so that you're at least locked in and you're not going to miss it by accident. Um, you can, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for that because it will, um, it will definitely help with people um, forgetting to um, join GAC or, or, or thinking that they'll leave it till the last minute, but then either forget or get sidetracked or you know something else happens. And also another, uh, another person that's uh, joining us because of the earlier time frame, Medi Gaming. Always good to see Medi. Mm-hmm. Always Hello, good to Captain. see Medi. Uh, there are also a few other important changes that aren't related to Grand Arena championship, Championships, but will be helpful in a variety of modes. Just like the recent update to show enemy squads on the setup screen, fleet battles will now show the preview of the fleet you're facing. That's a good thing, but of course you still don't see all the uh, reinforcements. Uh, and then there's also one more quality of life uh, item to mention, you can now see what characters have an Omicron indicated by a new badge. So they uh, they moved the... No, they just added something to the right-hand side. It's a uh, just an Omicron image. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And also it's when you're selecting... Yeah, and also when you're selecting, Omicron is below... Z- well, that's that's new overall, I think, isn't it? You see a relic level. You don't see gear 13. You see an actual relic level in your selecting your squads along with the Zeta mm-hmm. and Omicron items. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, you've got to remember that those uh, those uh, quality of life changes happen all the time. 
you know, and it's gone through all of the. Fa- Re- remember, remember when the uh, remember when they first introduced the relic level, the different colours that they tried before they settled on red and blue. Remember the flaming red, the flaming red and the rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the so, way, Wolf uh, yeah. Wolf Fell, he says it works better for streamers, the average player not at the top end like Paul. If you think I'm at the top end, I appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) I am one of the worst at Grand Arena, but I'm loving it because I feel like I actually have a chance to win finally. Instead of facing, you know, the trim rosters that I faced, I actually have, you know, I've found more enjoyment out of my Grand Arena since the uh, introduction of skill rating because I finally see my, you know, finally see it working out to where I have a chance. GP wise, I'm 7.8, 7.88 to be specific. So, but that's because I've been playing for so damn long. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, I mean, they've, they've made... God. GAC has gone through very, very recently um, a double a double evolution when you think about it, because it went from that system that just kind of went on and on and on for two years. Um, and, you know, we were really, really feeling it. At the, you know, Division One was really feeling it because it it was, you know, 4.5 million and or over. But you did one. It was so... St- and then, boom. They rejigged the whole thing. You remember, I went live at the time. I was so excited. They re-equalized the GP and the divisions. So uh, basically, division one, two, three, four, and five was like how we did our season um, four right. and season five. Um, sorry, season three and season four. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was... It, it, and, and then literally within a few months, they switch it to this. So... You know, we we hadn't even we we didn't even really get the time to appreciate what that did to GAC. That because um, I, I think ev- everybody liked that change to GAC with divisions one, two, three, four, and five being split down more evenly. And and here's the thing, right? And and it's something that they they're going to have to figure out pretty damn quickly. Is the same thing will happen to this. The same, the same thing will happen, um, especially if they don't re- if they don't change the um, the skill rating boundaries in each of the divisions. Because well, here's have, the thing: you, they, we're, they, we're already remember down the squishing thousand. But remember yeah, the squishing. Yeah, but the, the the last squishing that they did wasn't particularly that good, because after the last squishing, there was still only eight thousand people in Kyber One. Eight thousand, only eight thousand. And in the 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 two month uh, the the months prior to that, it was well well in excess of a hundred thousand. Sorry, uh, not a hundred thousand. Well in excess of sixteen thousand. Because if you remember when I did the when I tallied up the um, the global ranking, some pe- anybody outside the top ten thousand just showed as ten thousand k ten k. Remember, right. yeah. anybody under ten k showed as a rank that you could actually look up because it, it, the rankings. All the way up to ten thousand was shown on SWGOH.gg. Yeah. So yeah. And uh, I, uh, somebody said that bombs are gonna. Uh, Bodhi said bottoms are gonna get fluffier thanks to another change you have yet to read. And I'm guessing it's this one, the Java Scavenger update. 
Uh, shifting gears, the Salvager will be experiencing some big changes after the next title update. If you head over to the friendly but accident-prone Jawa in the corner of the cantina, you'll find he's now offering to craft gear for you. So no more holding on to the one character at G7 to craft specific gear. I like that. I like mm -hmm. that. I would like it if he would, you know, take some of my, you know, Mark IV stun guns and turn them into Mark V stun guns, but that's just me. I know it's not just me, but still. Um, I mean, that's yeah. that's definitely nice. Uh, Mace Windu is the next thing. We just talked about that. Once again, props to how they did it. Here it is, the uh, what I was spoiled on. Upcoming unit, Legendary Grand Inquisitor. The Inquisition has begun. We introduced a number of new Inquisitor units over the past months, and today we're announcing where that path to the dark side leads, the Legendary Grand Inquisitor. We called this, Neil. I mean, almost everybody yeah, called this. Here's the thing. We, we, yes, we called it, but a lot of other people called it as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That Like, a lot of people called this. A lot of people called this, yeah. Everybody was, I mean, you, you, you and I specifically, as soon as the uh, the Hulk got released. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but when when she when she pounds the ground, it just reminds me of the Incredible Hulk. So you know, everyone gets a nickname. Um, anyway, um, as soon as uh, that character was released, we're like, well, yeah, it it was just a, how many Inquisitors are we going to get before we get the Grand Inquisitor? And is it going to be a legendary or a GL? So yeah. we know it's going to be a legendary, and we know we need five characters. So it is a standard. We need five. Okay. Legendary events. I haven't. Okay. Nice. I see that in there a little bit ahead here. Um, while each Marquee Inquisitor targets a specific Jedi to take down, uh, the Master of the Inquisitorius has the power to challenge Galact. Whoa. Okay. The Master of the Inquisitorius has the power to challenge Galactic Legend Jedi. In Territory Wars. Yeah. Not Grand Arena, but Territory Wars. So I'm guessing they've already already uh, revealed that the any Omicron that will be on him will be for... Does that mean other legendaries are going to start getting Omicrons? Are no, we going no, to means... see CLS? Here's the thing. The, 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 the primary discussion around this... Um, and I, it is the primary discussion that has been based around this, is that nobody worth their salt in Territory Wars puts Jedi on defense. So creating, it's it's all well and good, and yeah, that's great, you know, to have that power against Galactic Legend Jedi in Territory War, awesome. That'd be great if the problem that was um, occurring on the hollow tables was walls of JML or walls of um, JMK. Th 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 there are no walls of GL Jedi though. So while I understand, um, I understand why they've done this, it is missing the mark and not having the finger on the pulse of the game so bad that it's it, it begs the question: How did this change, and why make it territory? How did that get past quality assurance? How did that get past? Because to me, the powers are great and it's brilliant against the Jedi, but limiting it to the least used game mode 
doesn't make any sense whatsoever. They could have put, I mean, people would have whinged if it was on territory battles, but they also would have thought to themselves, yeah, you know what? It's it's nice to have one team that will, uh, you know, that's dark side that can just go through Jedi because there's loads of them on um, on uh, the um, GOTB, isn't there? Loads of them. Yeah. So if they put it on territory battles, I'd be like, damn, yeah, you know, that's a squad that you know is going to get four waves out of four every single time you put them in on full auto against Jedi. So, you know, that's nice. But territory wars, oh, wow, yeah. That's a huge, huge... Me- I, I'm not saying it's deliberate. I'm simply set, you know, I'm simply pointing out that, you know, that the, the, the top guilds are going to look at that and go, well, like, we, we, that's, we, we don't really use Jedi on... <laughs> On defense, so uh, yeah. Dur- Durgan says CG nerfs a bunch of characters because they can beat a GL. CG starts releasing a bunch of characters that can beat a GL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that as well. Well, well. Uh, very succinctly put, Durgan. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, no. I mean, the, 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 here's the thing. I, I make the. Oh, uh, to, to me. Did you read Cass's comment? But now we'll have to switch it up so we don't put walls of dark side GLs in case there's a wall of Grand Inquisitors. Yeah, dark side GLs. It's it's going to be able to take away uh, uh, Jedi GLs. Not right. Sith- no, right. But what if we? What if you run? If you put all your dark side GLs on on defense? Yeah. And you're saving your light side GLs for for offense. Yeah. If you run into a Inquisitor, they're going to take down your light side GL. Yeah, that maybe um uh, AI on defense is a lot more different than a person using a, a well-modded correct correctly modded squad against a team way stronger than them. You want to talk about AI in the in the recent update? Uh, oh, that's the uh, that's the end of uh, that's the end of this. Okay, so <laughs> um, we're we're gonna tackle this and then we're gonna go to a break here in a moment. Um, but speaking of AI, they recently updated the executor AI to where it will heal the most damaged ship, usually the Razor Crest, for those who you know are facing a mirror match or sometimes even. Xanadu blood, it will heal that ship that you've been hitting so hard oh, when it has a chance. So they, it, I mean, it's when did that happen? That happened just this just this past content update. Oh, it wow. no longer okay. only I did, heals. I, did not, I was not aware of that. It no longer only heals the uh, the hound's tooth because haha tank hoo hoo I'm gonna heal it. You know, it makes it harder for mirror matches. So, can CG get the AI right? Yes, they can. So, if they correctly put the grand the AI into Grand Inquisitor to take down GLs, if you are like, <laughs> you know, the AI doesn't know anything. I'm going to go in with Jedi Knight Luke. All of a sudden, you have Kentucky Fried Luke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, 
I mean, it it absolutely uh, comes down to it. Zaz says, would be nice to see a GL that doesn't have force powers. They also said on Heinze's stream just last week that we raided into after we went off the air that future GLs or GLs do not have to be force users. <laughs> they They clarified that they never said that um, and that's not true. So we'll have to see what's coming up. Let's go to a break. Coming up on the other side of this, we're also going to talk the Seventh Sister Kit Reveal, the event calendar, and more with the ga- game updates in just a moment right here on the Escape Pod cast. Hotbot and Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Followers, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shitty Bill's Arena tracking box, after-show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind-the-scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash The Escape Pod, and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Patreon leaderboard brought to you by the Patreons of the Escape Podcast. Would you like to see yourself or hear yourself on these boards as well? We'd love to have you join the Kyber Combatant level or higher at patreon.com slash the escape pod and sign up. Let's see how our Patreons did this time around. D goes one and two, 3,732 banners, 31 wins with three losses and three holds. Not too shabby for D, but definitely room for improvement. Dark Helmet goes one and two as well. That's definitely a, uh, that's definitely different for him. Uh, banners of 4,520, 36 wins, four losses, two holds. Moving on to Dr. Jojo, who files a report, says he corrected course with a two and one. Round one versus a 10 million GP opponent who plays six Galactic Legends on defense, so he placed his JMK cat on the bottom row and cleared his board. Round two was versus a 9.8. He trapped him with JMK and 
Sith Eternal Emperor in the back. Unfortunately, he trapped him with a anti-malevolence executor team and underestimated his JTR and had to burn his Starkiller counter. So he cleared three zones while Jojo only cleared two. Final round versus a 9.1. Reminder that he's only an 8.0. He almost one-shot full cleared him except for Starkiller versus C on... Uh, left one dot of red health, he says. His opponent dropped battles on the Darth Revan, and he won by 25. 44-62 for Dr. Jojo. 37 wins, 12 losses, and 16 holds. Four strong goes 2-1 and one with 23-33. 22 wins, 2 losses, 5 holds, but no report. Hot Sauce surprisingly goes 0-3. 44-69 with 37 up, 13 down, and 11 holds. Sephiranus. Two and one as well. Nice job. 3,861 banners, 29 wins, two losses, one hole. Let's take a look at the leaderboard as of this week. Reminder that this week's leaderboard uh, is the final one that does skill rating as the uh, differential banners will kick in next week. Four Strong is at the top of our list with uh, four and two with a skill rating of 32.17. Sephiranus at 29.50. And uh, both of them four and two. It could be anyone's race, but Dr. Jojo and Dark Helmet are both three and three, where, with, where Dr. Jojo has the 208 banner lead. Hot Sauce drops to two and four to match D. Of course, Hot Sauce with the big account 3903 to D's 3105. It's anybody's race. Uh, but, you know, I'd like to see what Four Strong and Sephiranus can do to answer this week. It's going to be a great one. Once again, this is just a part of what is GA Center, seen on the Escape Podcast Twitch channel every week, hosted by Nev and Ranger, where we review all the GA, past week's GAC of many, many content creators, some of your favorites. We'd like to see you out for that. But if you'd like to see yourself here, once again, patreon.com slash the escape pod and sign up at Kyber Combat level or higher. We'll be right back after this right here on the escape podcast. Be nice to each other, damn it. We want you join the GAC chain gang today. This is the commander of the 506 Procrastination Battalion and the leader of the GAC chain gang. I am sending out a call to action for any Swago content creators on Twitch who would be willing to broadcast their GAC attack rounds alongside some of our best, including Mr. Jigabachi, Dr. Zeppers, Rico1982, and the Bounty Honeys. What is the Chain Gang, you ask? We are an amazing group of content creators who are dedicated on streaming the Grand Arena Championship attack rounds on Twitch. The idea is to provide continuous content back-to-back -back from one streamer to the next and allow viewers to enjoy more Swago content as well as enjoy the variety of streamers that are currently present in the group. If you are interested in joining the Chain Gang, please reach out to myself on Discord at AndyBees, hashtag 7465, or you can send us a message on our Twitter page at ChainGAC. Join us today. We have your back. You're listening to the Escape Pod Cast. Oh, the things we talk about behind the scenes, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back Not to the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome back to the Escape Podcast. Uh, thank you for hanging through the break. Uh, and we in the break we did the uh, GAC Patreon leaderboard. Force Strong, who did the open of the show this week. 
is in mm-hmm. first place due to skill rating. But yeah. banner-wise, he's being chased by Sephiranus. Two people that have not been on the top of the boards in quite a while. Yeah, it's usually yeah, it's usually yeah, the, the doctor, good doctor, isn't it? Yeah, Dr. Jojo or Hot Sauce. Hot Sauce won yeah. last month. Uh it's uh it's getting uh quite uh quite fun. Um and you guys as I said in the thing can uh if you want to join in on this, it's a lot of fun. We have some fun discussions in the uh Discord as well and everybody's quite uh quite nice to each other. So, we invite you, you know, patreon.com slash the escape pod so let's talk about the um uh hey brian sparky uh chiming in good to see you again uh let's talk about the calendar real quick our assault battles are going to be on uh we're gonna have the ewoks on the 4th of april they've already put out the april calendar it's admiral akbar yeah um Another assault battle military might on the 14th, on the 19th, so only five days in between, for ground war. And then uh, places of power on the 24th. And then the one that I saw someone finally beat three-star at the end of the month on the 28th. So next month, uh, we'll we'll try to remember to to talk about this at the beginning of of the month, but... uh, you know, assault battles coming up pretty spaced out with the exception of the 14th and 19th, bang, bang, two back to back within one week. Uh, the Grand Arena next phase will start on April 4th, Neil. So the next, okay. the next Grand Arena set, sign up will be on April 4th and go every single week, uh, four weeks from there. We just lost Bones. So we switch over here, <laughs> and we've traded places in the in the uh, cockpit. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yep. Since we lost, uh, um, uh, unfortunately, our AI is in the middle of a storm. Our AI is cut out. Yeah. Yeah, our AI is cut out. So, all right. Um, nothing really stands out as far as when this uh, when this is going to happen. Uh, when this new title update, I'm, I'm I'm guessing next week, but nothing stands out. There's no two day gaps that I would normally be able to uh, to profess that something be, was going to happen. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to have the quality of life for Grand Arena implemented before the uh, final week. Yeah, be nice to have it before the fight. It'd be great to have it before the final week. Well, I I think that they said that it was coming uh, by the fourth iteration, so we'll see. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll but see. we it's don't want them to. to we don't want them to do a title update during Grand Arena because if something goes wrong, it yeah, pushes no, everything that is a good around. Point. Yeah, no, that is a good point. They need to leave it until the end of Grand Arena because a, t- a, t- a title. We've, I mean, we had uh, we had the snafu mid season last month. Yeah, you know, um, we do not want a repeat of that. You know, the first ever um, thirteen round month of GAC. <laughs> Let's hope it's the the last one ever. Yeah, that was a an, it's an unusual thing to say, but yeah. 
that one month we had 13 rounds in it yeah and, <laughs> and two uh, speed rounds <laughs> and now we're um and now we're back on the right side for the video people <laughs> we 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 got back in all right um let's talk about seventh sister i mean we we have um we have thaddeus coming up with with the inspiration behind a lot of it uh but her kit her kit there you are is her basic deals physical damage to target enemy inflicts offense down for two turns and one stack of purge so another purge dealing basic which mm -hmm. this is good for the other inquisitors until the end of the encounter if the target doesn't have any so they can't have purge at all for that these debuffs can't be resisted if uh if enemy is Jedi, and if they're a Jedi, for each stack of Purge, it's increased 10% more than 5% per Purge. Mm -hmm. ID 9, which was, uh, which was, you know... Her droid. Her droid, but, you know, ID 10 was Cal Kestis's droid. Uh, ID 9 is her droid. It is her special... Uh, first special, it has a cooldown of three, deal physical damage to the enemy, dispel all buffs, that's nice, and remove 60% mm -hmm. turn meter, increase to 90% if they're a Jedi, inflict one stack of purge until the end of the encounter. So two two of her abilities inflict uh, purge here, and then inflict yeah. an additional stack of purge for each debuff spelled, uh, dispelled this way. So if somebody gets out in front of you and has a bunch of buffs, they're going to have a lot of purge. Yeah. Uh, inflictability block for a turn. Days for two turns on the target enemy. And the ability cannot be evaded or resisted. That is a dang powerful ability, Neil. Well, I mean, they've, they've been... Um, they've been... In, in recent memory, they've been pretty good um, regarding the marquee characters for legendaries. Uh, I mean, look at the um, look at the characters, the five characters that you had to get for Bam, for the Bam legend. It, 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 all those characters are great. You know, they're all really, really good characters. You know, you and got I'm Mando, just you got finally, Reef, yeah, um, uh, great on a bounty hunter team. Then you, you got Ig and Quill. Um, great on a um, um, a banner stealing team, and and then Kira with Kalkatan on on Moma. I mean, so um, the the last legendary that they that they gave us, they gave us decent marquee characters as well, and and they did the same with the Legends event. I mean, granted, it was only four in order to get Star Killer, and the requirements were much 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 higher, um, but still. Um, well, I that was a legend. That, that was a legacy event, not a legendary event. So, and no, you're I didn't right. Say, I said legend. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I, I did. I didn't mean it was a legendary event. But um, a marquee a character needed. Yeah, that that format. Um, it was a new format. I wonder what these characters are going to have to be because legendaries don't take that much. But, it, you know, the higher they are, the easier it is. That's very true. We've always seen that. Yeah, the Empire tag doesn't hurt either. Yeah, and if, it's, we're, it's a, if we know, need the, five... The, 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 it's, it's a theory crafter's wet dream. And these if we, characters. If we need five characters, and then we get the Grand Inquisitor, 
there's an odd man out. There's going to be a definitive, uh, you know, theory crafters are going to say, here's a definitive person to put on an empire team. And, yeah, are, well, they're, they're, and aren't they're, they're, they're unaligned got, force users? Leaderships. Aren't they uh, also unaligned force users? Yes, they are. Yeah. So this can replace, um, possibly replace your Palpatine on a Sith team. You know, maybe there will be a character that won't be so focused on the Inquisitorious faction that because with the unaligned force user, it could become quite dangerous with Starkiller. Yeah. Well, well I mean, we'll see. We'll see. That, but there's 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 lots of uh, there's uh, there's lots of advantages, um, and there's lots of potential. Um, like, like I said, the place where they you know it's completely fallen on deaf ears is making the speciality for the squad territory wars. <laughs> that that that's the part that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, I, I think that they should change it to either GAC or territory battles. Um, maybe we'll get a territory battle one. They haven't changed any before, but um, I, I think something. I think something like that would make um, it would make the team's potential value um, more palatable because people aren't going to look at it as a valuable squad with the territory wars affiliations, but would see it as a more valuable squad if it was GAC or if it was territory powers. Yeah. Uh, then her uh, second special is an, uh, using ID9 again called Enemy Intelligence. Uh, this one consumes a stack of purge from each enemy target ally, recovers health and protection, plus 10% uh, for each that, uh, stack of purge that is consumed. So you got five. If everybody has one stack of purge on them, you use this ability uh, because it recovers 30% at base, you can get 80% health and protection back if you use it at the right time. All allies gain critical hit immunity for two turns, and Inquisitorious allies gain foresight for two turns. So your, your Inquisitorious faction can start dodging. That's pretty nice. Um, mm -hmm. All allies recover 10% health and protection and gain evasion up. So even if there is not, so this has now gone to 90 because target ally recovers 30% and all allies recover 10%. And mm -hmm. if the target ally is inquisitorious, reduce the ability's cooldown, which is initially four, down by one. So it becomes three. If you're playing with a full deck of inquisitorious. I could I could definitely see them being useful in conquest as well against um, strong Jedi teams. Yeah. All right, and uh, uh, their leader ability: Empire allies gain sixteen percent evasion, which is always nice. And I I know you hate evasion when it doesn't work in your favor, Neil. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um. And then uh, whenever Inquisitorious allies do evade, they recover 5% health and protection and gain advantage for two turns. So they hit harder. They're guaranteed that critical. And they recover health and protection. Uh, while in territory wars, whenever a Jedi enemy gains foresight using... Um, who is that? Uh, that's a Jedi... Um, that's... Uh, Jedi 
it's Yoda, Grandmaster Yoda. All, all Inquisitorious allies gain foresight for two turns. At the end of each turn, dispel all buffs on Gen Jedi enemies who have foresight. Additionally, whenever an enemy gains a buff, Seventh Sister has a 10% chance to inflict a stack of purge. So, this is definitely against a Grandmaster Yoda team. And all yeah. uh, and Zaz is also saying against uh, Qui Gon Jinn. So these are yeah, no that no that would see that would be great that would definitely mm, you'd have to see how we don't know that's the, pro the here's the problem we really don't know we know that we're getting a Grand Inquisitor we've had two we know what we're getting as a third we don't know what the other two are gonna you know so. It, it, it's just it, it, it's too there's too much uh that way too many variables there's no way to know what all of these kits are going to do just yet so um yeah i'm i'm really really loathe to speculate on this one just just how good it could be against certain teams um especially well, I mean, if you're fighting against omicron abilities perhaps i i mean right there in the text though neil i mean whenever they gain foresight if they have foresight, they lose all of their other buffs. And whenever they gain a buff, she has a 10% chance to inflict purge. This is a very, very good territory war, but it's, it's an, it is the Omicron. Yeah. This really is going to tear apart any, if a seventh sister lead team will tear apart a, a, um, the Grandmaster Yoda. Yeah, but and 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 again, we're, we're talking territory wars here. Only territory um, th th wars. There's Correct. gonna be there's gonna be some well relict B team that you can use to take them out. So a wall of them is useless, right? A wall of them would be moot. Bless you. <laughs> a wall of them would be moot, and nobody's a wall of them would be moot, and nobody puts Jedi on defense. Nobody puts Jedi on defense. Well, remember, the, the, so you're, we're, it, it, we're just, experiencing endgame. You don't get me wrong. I think everything else about the kit is great, mate. I genuinely do. But that one thing, that territory wars thing, is a complete and utter swing and a miss, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing with you that that because it's in territory wars, it is a swing and a miss. I'm not going to disagree with you on this one. But what I am saying is that you and I are thinking in a mindset um like uh um who was it earlier? Uh Wolfell was saying that we have the end game mindset. Nobody's putting Grandmaster Yoda lead on a team these days, but people coming to the game who are getting these Inquisitorious characters as they're released could possibly see Grandmaster Yoda teams. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. You know, the 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 uh, the, the pre-GL accounts. Yeah. The, the pre-heavy hitter accounts, like, you know, the, uh, an Inquisitorious... Like my wife. Might, uh, an Inquisitorious would be good against uh, uh, the JKR team, for example. My, my wife's uh, doing all of... Uh, playing in that type of guild right now you know uh -huh. she's she doesn't have a gl i sadly have to yeah, report no. that she's taking phoenix to gear 13 because she wants to and she's playing like she wants to so i'm happy for her in that respect mm -hmm. but she's playing the game not end game 
and learning these characters as they're coming out. It's a great thing for those lower teams. Uh, I don't want to go over time here, uh, so we'll get to her unique, which is distraction. Whenever another Inquisitorious ally uses an ability during their turn, Seventh Sister attacks. Limit once per turn. Note, remember, her basic will inflict purge. So you could get an extra purge on there. If she's in the leader slot, whenever she assists another Inquisitorious ally, that ally recovers 5% health and gains offense up. While assisting, she inflicts debuffs based on the number of stacks of purge, which can't be resisted if they're Jedi. Speed down for one, accuracy down for uh, for three uh, for two turns, and then inflict healing immunity if they have five or more. So all this purge just being thrown out with a 10% chance if they gain a buff to get it, to get more purge, eventually those Jedi healing teams are going down as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll we'll just yeah, we'll see what we'll see what it does. We'll see what it does. It's definitely a good squad for the um, middle, you know, the early early level gamer. Um, they the, they will get to experience what we got to experience with something like Jedi Knight Revan. Uh, only obviously the five characters that came before Jedi Knight Revan kind of sucked really. Apart from Bindo, Bindo was Bindo was awesome. Bastilla was awesome. You still see Basti lead T3, JML teams. T3 and Mission and Zalbar. I don't see that. Bast- Mission Basti and Zalbar and are still great. Their part. They're great on a scoundrel team. Huh. Okay. So, all right. Let's go to a break. Okay. On the other side of this, we have free-to-play Padawan. Neil is going to see if he can actually have the title free-to-play. We'll get into that in just a moment right here on the Escape Podcast. Hotbot and Hot Utility is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or territory wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Padawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shittyville's Arena tracking box, after-show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind-the-scenes access, and much more. 
there is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash The Escape Pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. The Escape Pod, cast for kids. It's really cool. Hello there, Padawans, and welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Thad and The Escape Pod, cast for kids. Tonight we are continuing our focus on the Empire's elite squad of Jedi Hunters known as the Inquisitors. I've wanted this sister to come to the Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes for a number of years, and now I am very excited to hear her hit the hollow tables. And with that introduction, let's talk about the seventh sister and where she comes from in Star Wars canon. Like the rest of the Inquisitorious, the seventh sister was a former Jedi who survived Order 66 and the fall of the Jedi Order. She was a Mirialan from the planet Muriel, located in the Outer Rim territories. Her people had a deep connection with the Force, and it was not uncommon to see a Mirialan serving in the other notable members of her species that showed up in the Jedi Order included none other than Jedi Master Luminara Unduli, Sislin Mir, and Barris Afi. While we don't know exactly the details of her storyline, we can safely assume that she was found by the Empire sometime after Order 66. Like other members of the Inquisitorius, she would have been tortured and eventually turned to the dark side. As a member of the Mirialan species, her corruption in the Force must have come as a deep betrayal more than any other member of the Inquisitorius. It is for this reason that I believe that she was such an effective Jedi assassin. Among chasing down rogue Jedi, the seventh sister was tasked with the acquisition of Force-sensitive children as well as the search and destruction of former Jedi Padawan Ahsoka Tano. Like the other Inquisitors, the seventh sister was ruthless in her pursuit of her quarry. She wielded the traditional double-bladed spinning lightsaber and black armor. Her face was shielded by her pointed yet curved helmet with retractable faceplate. She was tactically minded often laying traps for her prey and then taunting them verbally when those traps were tripped. As part of her tactics, she made use of an early model ID-9 seeker droid that was dispensed from the back of her armor. Whether she was hunting down defenseless force-sensitive babies or scouring the galaxy for powerful Padawans, the seventh sister was relentless. This Jedi assassin first came onto the scene after the fall of the Grand Inquisitor during this battle with the rebel self Phoenix aboard Grand Moff Tarkin's capital ship. See, see what I did there? The Grand Inquisitor literally fell to his death, right? He fell in battle. Anyways, with no one in the leadership position of the Inquisitorius, the seventh sister set out to prove herself to Lord Vader and ultimately the Emperor. Her actions led to her fight against the Phoenix crew time and time again, and ultimately against Palpatine's former apprentice, Maul. Well, that's enough about her backstory. Let's see how her story does line up with her kit in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. The Seventh Sister is a dark side Imperial healer, leader, and unaligned force user. While I agree with the most of her kit as it is laid out, I'm still not entirely sold on the healer tag. 
I guess her sharp remarks and biting wit could have spurred other members of her team to fight more effectively, but that didn't bring them health back. Like, when she and the other Inquisitors died on Malachor, she wasn't able to heal them. She just died alongside them. But I digress. Her basic ability highlights her relentless pursuit of her opponent. The longer she was on the trail of her target, the more likely that target would receive more damage. What I love about the Seventh Sister's Cattle Prod ability is not that she is giving her opponent the shocker, but that it doesn't fully stun them. The ID-9's Electroshock Probe wasn't meant to completely debilitate its target, merely to slow them down. And that's exactly what it does. It slows the Jedi down more because, for some reason, Force users are way more susceptible to electricity. Isn't that right, Mace? Mace? No comment? Anyways. Her second special ability highlights the importance of being prepared for whatever you do, whether it's a fight with the Jedi, working for the Empire, or simply like ironing a shirt. Being prepared is crucial in all aspects of life, and the Seventh Sister was prepared for everything. Always. Well, except maybe to fight Maul on Malachor. Now, as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot about the Seventh Sister's story that we simply don't know, but we can speculate wildly. So let's do that for a second. We know that the leadership ability is specially designed to fight against Grandmaster Yoda. So logically, we can assume that the Seventh Sister was either trained by Grogu's daddy or that she faced off against him in battle. Either way, Yoda is clearly Grogu's dad. What was what was I talking about? No, it doesn't matter. What I love about the Seventh Sister's final ability is that it is an always-on assist. Even though she had her disputes with other members of the Inquisitorius, she was always willing to help. In fact, for her, helping was a strategic maneuver. By letting another person attack first, she could easily slip into the side and do a secondary blow. Maybe not as lethal, but still potentially lethal. You kind of had to watch out for this Inquisitor. She was sneaky sneaky. Well, that's it for me this week. As you now know, there are more Inquisitors coming in the long line of ex-Jedi leading to the Grand Inquisitor Legendary event. So be sure to tune in next week for more story time with Uncle Thad on the Escape Podcast for Kids. Hello friends, this is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy, and I approve this message and am compensated for signups for this service. The world's largest audiobook library is at your fingertips, and the Escape Pod Castaways wants you to try it for free. Head on over to escapepodcastaways.com and click the Going Nerdy offer button to claim a free audiobook and two Audible Originals. Cancel anytime, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Check out Audible and support the Escape Pond Castaways, all for free. See Audible website for details. Restrictions may apply. Hey there, listeners. Merchandise specialist Critty K here. Do you enjoy the Escape Pod and want to support the channel and get something a little extra for yourself as well? Head on over to tpublic.com slash user slash the Escape Podcast and grab a Team Neil, Team Paul, Critty Play, or many other fun Padawan designs 
on your choice of shirt, cup, sticker, mask, or even a magnet. And be sure to check out the Mrs. Anthony Shirts channel on the Escape Podcast Discord and get the latest info on the other designs I make as well. Sometimes there's even a sale going on, so it is smart to stop on by. Thank you for supporting the Escape Podcast. Attention, we are receiving an incoming transmission. Attention, attention, we are receiving an incoming transmission. And welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This week's incoming transmission is kind of a follow-on from last week. Paul. No, the previous uh, week. You exp- previous week. The previous um, week. <laughs> why don't you let everybody know who our guest is today? Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, so Free to Play Nation, we had uh, FTP Ali, F2P Ali on two weeks ago, and he said that we really needed to talk to this guy. I got to talking to him. I found out he loves ice hockey. He used to play. Um, he and Sephiranis, you're gonna love this. He loves corgis, and he just celebrated his 15 year anniversary with his wife. He's a family man through and through, and he claims to be free to play. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, free to play Padawan. Padawan, what do we call you? Because that's that's a hey, long yeah. name. Padawan. Padawan works great. Yeah, Padawan. I named myself the free-to-play Padawan because I am free-to-play. I'll be the judge of (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. So I am free to play, but I uh, I also feel like the best way to get better at the game is to have a teachable attitude. And so I thought with the the concept of Padawan as my name, even though I'm trying to show other people how to play the game better, I always want to be in a posture of being teachable because there's always more to learn about this game. It's intense. <laughs> well, uh, let's start off with the normal questions. Okay. What size is your account? Uh, do you... Uh... Um, what division are you in, in in GAC? And then Nev is going to be the judge. I'll, I'll let Nev ask that after after we're done. All right, fair enough. I have, as of tonight's live stream, a 1.9 something million account. How we long, are? How long have you been playing? This is day 291. So since the beginning of the account, I have been live streaming twice a week, the progress of this account, starting at level one and then going on the journey from level one to 85 and talking about all the, the things that you can do to try to grow your account as fast as possible, uh, during that journey. And then since then, I've just been keeping streaming twice a week, talking about grand arena, territory battles, a little bit about territory wars, uh, fleet arena mostly because that's where you're getting a lot of your crystals from at least in the current state of the game and uh, just just having a blast going on this journey with other people and uh, meeting fun people along the way so you've only been playing for 291 days so well no two- I've been playing the yeah. game basically since it came out okay uh, and and I love the community around this game so much. But, and I, but I just noticed there was this hole at the time when I started my channel. There was this hole for early game 
free-to-play content creators. Most of the stuff out there was mid-game or late-game. And I said, what about all these new players coming to the game? Somebody's got to help them learn how to play. And so that was the whole idea behind my channel. And since then, I've met my free-to-play brother, free-to-play Ollie, who you guys had on a couple of weeks ago. And we teamed up in the Discord that we have Free-to-Play Nation, which is becoming quickly the premier location for early-game players to get any kind of help that they need. We're talking strategies on how to beat the current conquest, the current galactic challenge, uh, different things people are doing in Grand Arena. If anybody has an issue with a legendary event, they ask what gear, what mods, and somebody just finished it. So they tell them what they did. <laughs> it's an amazing place. It's an amazing place. So 291 so days ago. Account, uh, okay, I was going to say 291 days ago. That was about the time that Neil stopped doing new account stuff. So, <laughs> well, see that I, I I wasn't aware. I, I figured that there was probably more stuff out there, but I just wasn't aware of it. You know, you got the big name people. Two hundred and ninety days. So th- 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 see, this is why I have questions because two hundred and ninety days. Yeah. One point nine mil GP. Yep. That is very very impressive growth for the. Because well, I I mean it's don't get me wrong it's doable, it is very very doable if you've got the right guild and if you're doing the right things and if you're going for the right characters um it is possible to do a two mil to to do two mil gp in the first 12 months did you do the hyperdrive bundle on it no 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 zero zero money did you did you um did you uh um uh, pre-hoard on the accounts no, no, so no pre-holding. Nope. And no day one hyper-hard. of my account was day one on the video. I started it fresh with no pre-hoarded energy or anything like that. Nope. Okay. And Very has a gift card been been bought no. for you to put <laughs> on this account? No gift it. card, no Google Play points, nothing, nothing. I want to be as as genuine and legitimate and followable as, as possible. Pure as the driven snow, like yeah. me. Well, I mean, I I try to. I'm trying to build something that other people can follow and have the same results. That's the. That's why I'm streaming it. That's why I'm going into great detail about all the different things you guys i i don't have the most watchable bite-sized content i stream for two hours when i stream i stream for two (laughs) hours and it's everything it's everything going on that day you know if there's a raid those are particularly important i try to get my raid attempts on stream so that people can see how to do damage in the raid and get that gear you know all my fleet arena battles that day i try to stream so that people can see how do you use the executrix with the geos to get top five in fleet arena every day ever since about (laughs) level 80 i've been getting top 10 and once i hit level 85 i've been in the top five the entire time and it's well that's why a few days you know (laughs) that that's why he's 1.9 that's the growth (laughs) it's the crystals it's 350 to 400 crystals every day from just fleet arena and it's because i went bonkers ridiculous focus on the three Gene Ocean pilots, on Tarkin, who I have Relic 4 currently and with no plans for C anytime soon. So it's a Relic 4 Tarkin exclusively for ships, Relic 5 Spy, Relic 4 Sunfac, Relic 4 Soldier. And, Ooh. you know, you got, then you go. And, no, uh, I, I did the same thing on one of yeah. the accounts that I started from scratch. Yeah. And I didn't leave the top 20 the first 12 months of the game. Yeah, that's awesome. Does he get I the can't card? Say that. I keep getting knocked out of the top 20. 
Does he get the card? Yeah, yeah, he's he's got his free to play card is clean. All right, thank you. I I appreciate <laughs> yeah, his free to play card is clean. Yeah, because Neil has Neil has never spent in this game. Wow. So, yeah. On any of my accounts, that's incredible. So. How many accounts do you have? I'd like to know. Uh, I have multiple accounts. Uh, <laughs> one, I mean, I I, I only play. Um, I only play one free to play account. I gave one of my other free to play accounts away. Okay. I have one that's been redundant for maybe two years. And then the other two alts I play are um Merc accounts. So they they were okay, yeah. pay to play um while they were in um while they were in custody of somebody else, but now I'm in custody of those accounts. Um, there's no spending on them. It's, they're, they're free to they're they're, they're born again free to play. But I call well, them work accounts because what I tended <laughs> to do with them was move around lower guilds and yeah, help uh, them out. You know, you, you you have no idea how appreciative uh, a a a weak ass twenty to forty mil GP guild is when you know you uh, when you drop a five mil. GP a four or five mil. I mean, this was obviously several years ago, but you drop a, a five, six or a seven mil GP account in one of those. Yeah. And um you're uh you you I, I never did quite break the one thousand banner record. My highest was nine hundred and ninety. Um, <laughs> but when you do territory walls um with a Merc account for one of those for one of those lesser guilds, you're soloing everything that their opponent put on defense. And like they can't you beat solo, your teams. You get a solo. Huh? They can't beat your teams because your teams no. are so strong. So you win. You win for the guild almost. Yeah, pretty much. Single handedly win for it. So yeah, yeah. I, I haven't I haven't done that in a while. Got a bit busy, but uh yeah. So let's fun. let's turn back time. Uh, unlike what we did this past weekend in the U.S., let's turn back time. You said you've been playing since the beginning. Yeah. Did you ever spend on that account? I received a twenty dollars gift card that I spent on my very first account, and it was one of the biggest things that caused me to never want to spend again. Because I got a twenty dollars crystal pack, and I looked at it, crystals when I was done, and I said. This is almost nothing. This this will have very little impact on my account, you know? And then that whole account became like dirty to me because it's like <laughs> anything that I've accomplished, I can't say that I've accomplished it free to play now. Even though this $20 made almost no difference on my account, I've lost that card, that free to play card. And so I, <laughs> I never loved that account anymore after that. And I ended up starting another account and I was playing that account when I decided to start my YouTube channel. And the channel and the new account just took too much time, so I had to drop my second account. So this is my third. This is my third. Do, do you Besides, still play your main, though? No, this is my main. The, the, the right, new okay. – yeah, because I ran out of – I just don't have enough time. I really feel strongly about participating well in your guild – and about processing mods regularly. And because I don't do hot pot, hot bot, once again, trying to stay as free to play as possible, not even hmm. external stuff. I just didn't have time. I just didn't have time. You, you will, you will feel nostalgia for your old main account. I, yeah. I, I didn't used to stream about my main. The first two years I was doing YouTube and Twitch. It wasn't about my main account. It was about okay. brand new free to play accounts. Um, 
but then you know I, I things started going well on the main account and you know i started playing it a little bit better um and yeah i i, I started playing you know playing with it even though you know there's two bad years if, if six year account there are two very bad years in there but there's been four the you know four good years so you you will you'll 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 want to go back to it you'll want to revisit it <laughs> i'm sure you're right and when i what, do what gp is I'll it remember uh well my my original account the one that's dirty to me now is like three yeah. and a half million and then oh god the... so you really haven't played that much on it at all then <laughs> no no no. when i stopped i stopped <laughs> yeah. and then the other account I, i'm a i'm an early game to mid game i know very little about the end game because i stopped at three and a half and then i stopped at two and a half and now i'm almost back up to two again on my newest account now i plan to take all the knowledge that I've learned from the first two accounts and Understandable. blow this main account up. But I have so much to learn about the end game. I know about the early game and the mid game. I don't know about the end game. No. You know? I was going to say it's a shame because one of the biggest advantages that free to play account, original free to play accounts, you know, from the inception of the game, when it first came out, you know, if you if you're playing an account that started then now and you're doing it free to play, um, the big advantage you have is you know x amount of years of salvage. Someone oh, picking up the yeah. game four years into it and then trying to get uh, as many relic characters as they like ain't easy. If you've been playing the game for six years, you've been clocking up that salvage for years and yep. years and i mean there are still areas that i know I'm, I'm i'm not even close to running out on i'm not yeah i'm not even close to running out because it's a day one free to play account well you talk about carbonite circuit boards and bronze and wiring those are two of the biggest issues for any of the big spenders exactly what you're talking about would never happen on a on a day one free to play the whole time account you just mm -hmm. you wouldn't run out you know oh, i'm i'm still running out I'm, oh, you're you're in that boat, and you're still running out. Yeah, but I I do spend. I'm I'm I am a but spender. I I I get my characters to seven star, and but I don't gear them as much. But I do run into the points where I'm going. Okay, I gotta go spend all these bronzeums. Okay, do I have enough to make a circuit board? <laughs> yeah. Well, can I say, Paul? Thank you for <laughs> spending on this game. I think it's worth spending <laughs> on, and I couldn't play it if all the people out there that were spending on it, I love the game and I pinch myself every day that I get to play it for free. But people like you that, you know, put your money where your mouth is and support what you love. Yeah. No, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the jerk in this situation, but it's kind of like, can you're I not. do it? You know, you're not. It's, it's all for me. It's, I enjoy this game and I would have purchased a video game for, 60 60 yep. bucks or a hundred a special edition for a hundred bucks yep and i'd be playing that instead yep. but i'm playing this this is what i enjoy i want to support the people and i'm glad yep. to have you know free to play people that are that are coming into the game to experience it so i mean it's it's not as much of a um i appreciate the sentiment um, but you know, I've dealt with this schmuck for so long, you know, it's, it's I, I, he always has the same thing without the free to play, without the minnows for the whales and the crackets to eat, the game wouldn't survive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The game needs both. Doesn't it? Yeah. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> Zaz says, uh, end game for free to play end game is like walking into a biker bar with a t-shirt that says bikes are for, 
I'm can't not going to say that on the air, but uh, <laughs> I got a feeling I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, but hey, back to if I could if I could kind of steer this direction back towards the the Discord. You and uh, talked with Ollie about it. This free to play nation Discord. Yeah, that, that's really that was going to be the big, next thing. Oh, okay. Well, it's really the big thing that has been born out of my efforts and and Ollie's efforts. And we have two other great content creators. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Intimidation is really active on the forums. And bald guy and, gaming. Uh, oh yeah, you got it. Yeah. And old bald guy gaming. And we're we we have four content creators that have like this unified purpose and so many members that are like, we want to learn and we want to help other people learn. It's just an amazing discord to be a part of and we're getting in-game people joining do we just had another one join yesterday he's got like two seven and a half million accounts and i'm like this is great because now when we have end-game questions we'll have end-game people to answer these questions and it's just it's a movement it's a movement that is happening that i'm just so happy to be a part of the free to play and there are dolphins in there there are whales in there it's really just it's really just a label at this point free to play nation you guys should check it out it's really good so uh we're we're gonna put a link to uh to that in the show notes uh down below i did just post your your actual uh channel link so and i know the link is in your um your descriptions as well Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's actually been one of the fun things that I've noticed about your discord server, how friendly this discord server is and it gets mentioned, you know, I lurk in the events server, SWGOH events. Um, and whenever people are asking for advice, they're pointing people to you guys. Oh, that's awesome. To FT, to Ollie, to you, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. to bald guy. To intimidation. You guys have become the friendly place to go when it comes to this. And that's why I've I've wanted to, you know, sporadically spotlight your group of gamers because of this. Well, thank you. I mean, we we are so humbled and thankful to be to be encouraged and spotlighted by you guys. And and our, our Discord is we very in a very early time frame from making the Discord, we say we don't want any account shaming. We don't want any mod shaming. We want only encouragement and positivity and and uh people. You know, whenever we have negative people come in there or try hard people that are like your mod stuck or whatever, we're just like, that's not the kind of atmosphere and attitude we want in here. We want it to be a safe place for people that maybe don't have the best account to ask for help, how they can do better, you know? And and for me, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes is all about being a part of a community and growing yeah. with that community. It's, it's super fun and I love it. It's super fun when we get communication from our great gaming overlords there was a time when it got dark yeah you're right um you are right you you said you were listening to a few of the old podcasts wait till you go to episode 25 (laughs) there's a few paul rants in there yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um neil uh before we uh before we give him the floor here um do you have any other questions for our uh for our Padawan. No, let's give him the floor, Paul. All right. Uh, give us, you know, this is your elevator pitch. 
tell people, I mean, this whole interview has, has kind of, kind of been a great reason to, to join and, and check you out. But, um, I've, I've posted the uh, discord link inside uh Twitch chat, and it's also going to be down in the show notes. Tell people how to find you and what to expect on your channel coming up soon. Okay. All right. Well, I am the free-to-play Padawan, and I stream my gaming two days a week for two hours at a time. We talk about everything, and the whole point of my channel is to help new players or existing players that have more stuff to learn, which is all of us, help Mm -hmm. them learn how to grow fast. That is my whole point. I'm having a problem with my mods because my characters are growing so fast. I never thought it would happen like this. The The whole idea behind my channel is focus on the things that will give you income in the game. Fleet Arena is giving me tons of crystals. I went after Fleet Arena for like the first eight months of my account has been almost exclusively Fleet Arena. And now I'm shifting my focus toward the sith raid which gives tons of end game gear you got to get that top 10 rank in the sith raid and then i'm going to be focusing all along the way on grand arena which gives you a bunch of crystal income it's all about growing fast and having fun because one of the biggest things that causes people to stop having fun in this game is they no longer feel like they're making progress and when you're making the progress that's when it's fun and it's exciting it's challenging and, and how do and how do people find you? Oh yeah, <laughs> YouTube. I'm on YouTube exclusively. I don't know how to do all the other stuff. Free to play Padawan. Type in the free to play Padawan or type in free to play Nation, and you should find my videos. Also, please come to the free to play Nation Discord. We have links to my channel and the other content creators that make content for free to play nation. You can get help for any issues and it's just a really fun community to be a part of. And it, uh, and it's a uh, podcast approved as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, guys go check that out. Uh, check show notes. If you, uh, if you need links to click, if you don't remember exactly, uh, how to spell Padawan in this case, it's with an a instead of an O like our community, but, Coming up in this break, the latest episode of Dickie and the Noob uh, gets another replay. And after the break, we'll get jiggy with Jigabachi. We've got some Patreon's questions coming up after these messages right here on the Escape Pod cast. HotBot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or territory wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. 
Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Podawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shitty Bill's Arena Tracking Bot, After Show Access, Conclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind-the-scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Escape Pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. Today's episode of Dickie and the Noob is sponsored by the Canadian Department of Mobile Gaming. More from them after the episode. On last month's Dickie and the Noob, Dickie found out that Noob used to be Hondo Onaka's protocol droid. He devised a plan with Yarmo to access Noob in safe mode and uncover his past. All right, Yarmo, so uh, we should have access to his memories now. How does this work? Okay, uh, so Noob, what is your name? N zero zero B. Okay, good. Uh, can you tell me when you were first activated? 2019. And who activated you? Hellenix. Hashtag shameless self-promotion. Good, good. Uh, do you remember anything before you met Hellenix? Does not compute. Uh, Yermo, this isn't working. Anything you can do here? Good. Remember, I go black, black, black. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay, noob, do you remember Hondo Onaka? Hondo. Hondo. Transport Solutions. Awesome, that's the name of Hondo's uh, front shipping company. Do you remember where it is? Stu. Stu John. Great, great. Do you remember being on Stu John? I. I. I was Hondo's protocol droid counting cards. He used to have me count cards for him. Roger. Roger. Uh-oh, I think he's turning into one of those old Separatist battle droids. R-Zero-G-Three-R. Security droid. He's the one who sent me to the scrap heap. Revenge. 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 All right, cool. Uh, we might be actually getting somewhere. Do you remember anything? Does Hondo actually live on Sujon? Does he have a house there? Hondo lives on the mothership. Okay, well, we live on it now. Uh, is there anything you can think of that might help me locate Hondo? Fish. Fish. Cool, so like his favorite fishing spot? He smells like fish. Okay, that really doesn't help at all. Uh, if Hondo were to go into hiding, where do you think he would go? Secret door in the warehouse. Like a safe house? No one is safe. Death awaits. Okay, that's not ominous at all. Uh, do you remember where this warehouse is? On the shore of Kenobi Lake. Lake full of Ravenax. Do not go swimming. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, is there anything else you can think of? Associates on Stu John? Pirates Guild. Although they may want to kill me. I'm actually pretty sure they want to kill me. What did you do, noob? Unclear. Memory fragmented. Yermo, a little help? <laughs> 
protocol 808 activated. Uh, what's protocol 808? Complete hard wipe of all memory banks. No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. Protocol 808 halted. Progress 68%. R0G3R. Roger. 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 Roger? Roger? Wait, why am I saying Roger? And why are you guys in my room? Uh, it kind of seemed like you were having a nightmare. We just came in to see, uh, if you were doing okay. I am a droid. We don't dream. This is, this is weird. How embarrassing. All right, noob, no need to get all worked up. Uh, power down and get some rest. We'll be in Stew John soon. Stew John? Why do I suddenly crave Ravidac oil? Have you ever been to Stew John? Can't say that I have. All right, noob, glad you're okay. Get some rest, and I'll wake you up when we get to the planet. Tune in next time to find out what our heroes discover on Stew John. And now, a word from our sponsor, the Canadian Ministry of Mobile Gaming. Hey, buddy, I am the Canadian Minister of Mobile Gaming. And do you like free-to-play hero collector games? Well, the Canadian Ministry of Mobile Gaming is very proud to present Canada Galaxy of Hoses. Now I can hear you saying, hey, guy, what's this all about? Well, Canada Galaxy of Hoses takes your favorite Canadians, arms them with hockey sticks, and pits them against each other in battle. There's several exciting factions, such as your favorite Canadian comedians like Jim Carrey, Tom Green, Norm MacDonald, Mike Myers, and Seth Rogen. Or your favorite musicians, Neil Young, Celine Dion, Michael Bublé, Alanis Morissette, and Getty Lee. We promise to never bring Nickelback to the game. How about your favorite movie stars, guy? Michael J. Fox, Kiefer Sutherland, Hayden Christensen, Nathan Fillion, and William Shatner. Or your favorite Canadian athletes is just a bunch of hockey players. And of course, your favorite mobile gamers such as Tyler, Swiggo Yeti, Ricky P, Andy Beads, and some guy named Dickie Darkside. Collect them all and you could unlock our legendary faction, Sexy Ryans, with Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling. And even our first galactic legend, Canadian Jesus himself, Keanu Reeves. And hey, friend, we're adding new characters every month that you can collect for absolutely free. Six to nine months after release. Or you can pay low, low sum of $50 to unlock them immediately. So what are you waiting for? Download Canada Galaxy of Hoses for your BlackBerry device. Download it today and use the promo code poutine to get four free quarts of maple syrup to max out your characters and you'll get one hero for free. Scott, Canada Galaxy of Hoses, only for your BlackBerry device. Find out what it's all about today, friend. Hey, buddy, get this. I just told them that we're going to give them Scott for free. <laughs> they don't know that Scott sucks. Nobody likes Scott. And get this, I told them that $50 was a low price to pay for one character in a mobile game. <laughs> what do you mean some games charge up to 10 times that? Seriously? Get me the marketing department on the phone right now. You're still recording. Shut the camera off. And now it's time for getting Jigabachi with it on the Escape Pod cast.
All right, and we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Jigabachi as he uh, joins us for getting jiggy with Jigabachi as he does in the fourth segment every show. Good to see you. You, I, I stunned you by telling you that I was a Marlins fan. Yeah, I, I well, it wasn't necessarily the stunned me about you being a Marlins fan. It stunned me not about that because I don't, you know, I mean, if Braves fan Tan told me that he was a Mets fan. Now that would stun me. It would be more like your reasoning for being a Marlins fan. I just thought was a really cool, interesting thing. And yeah, I, I wanted know, I to be able, was... yeah, I wanted to be able to say that I've followed a team from the very, very beginning. And in 93, I, I grew up in Toledo, Ohio, Toledo mud hens are a farm team for the Detroit tigers. I was a huge tigers fan, but in 93, I said, I'm going to be a Marlins fan from the beginning. And I have stuck to it. Huh. So that's, I think that's fascinating. What 97, that was the year where they 97 won, against, right? against the Indians. And then 2003 against the Yankees. Yeah. And that's then right. they got, that's a right. I was at the, I was at the uh, 2003 game, uh, two of the games in, in the Oh, Bronx. wow. <laughs> that's you don't awesome. want to know that's how many World time I really started following my football team. You don't <laughs> want to know how many baseball games I've been to. You don't even want to know how many World Series games. You don't even want to know. <laughs> I probably don't. But uh, I have a friend. You have the here. hookup. I live in, yeah. <laughs> I currently live in St. Louis right now, and one of my good friends owns season tickets to Redbird Club. So I've probably been to. I don't even like the Cardinals, and I've probably been to ten World Series games with the Cardinals. <laughs> well, the, the the Marlins come to Houston, where I where I live, uh, yeah. this year. Tickets go on sale in May. I'm looking forward to going to those. So you're going to have to find somebody uh, to to host the show that uh, weekend, Neil. <laughs> I got you. The uh, okay. that uh, that that's pretty unfortunate because the Astros used to be a National League, so I bet you got to see them a lot. I did, I did until they changed back in uh, what was it, 2000, uh, 2015? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So. I mean, I agree with the change to move them back into the American League, but well, and I mean, we got all this Grand Arena stuff to talk about. We got no designated hitter in the National League now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk let's talk yeah. the road ahead real quick, and then we'll jump into Patreon's choice questions. What were your thoughts when uh, when you found out that you no longer have to make sure you set a defense the first time around? You you can auto set something actually coherent. Um, there are the player group that selects their own defenses and does Omega bod and tracks things that player base, you know, is very small. I think it's smaller than most people think. I think the largest amount of the player base are people that are around midway through K2 to about a rhodium something or other. I think the bulk of the player base comes in there. And I think the bulk of the money that the game earns is from the people that are from, from me up. <laughs> right. But I think that the people that are in that larger group are people that have built squads in the squad builder years ago and have been copy pasting them into defenses in GAC every round every time. And all this does is it alleviates those people to do less when they've already done less. That makes sense. No, I, I totally understand. I, I have a, I have a loadout that I, that I go through. I look at who I'm facing 
and then I'll decide where, you know, these defensive teams I'm going to place them. You know, what order I, I'm going to put them in. You know, am I going to try to suck up a Darth Vader ahead of uh, ahead of them facing another team? You know. I did that more back when the system was based upon GP. Um, because the matchups now are, are so horrendously all over the place now that I'm rolling the dice these times. So my first round opponent, three GLs, same as me, believe it or not, I almost died, but he had the same amount of GLs as I did with the same GP and I won and I won that match to play somebody with 9.3 million and six GLs. So it's like, I don't have the time to do research to do yeah, that to try to beat this guy. But I say this all the time. You're as good with your three GLs as they are with their six, according to skill rating. Uh, Sure. I, I don't know. I mean, what happens if the person with the three, the six GLs hasn't been playing for a couple of days, you know, or, you know, missed it because of family or they have, you know, a job that's really difficult and they I can't think, make all of it and stuff like that. I think that's I, the outlier though. I don't think so. I actually think that's the norm because we did a, you know, not a consensus, but you know, my fleet charts got, you know, I've got guys from, you know, SL vanguards. I've got guys from, uh, um, Nova or Dem, you know, obviously my guild, some big, big, big names, big guilds. It's 50, 50. Some of these guys, I mean, there's a guy that's in one of those big mega guilds that doesn't even do GAC. He sets defenses, does a couple battles and then stops. And they do, they have six, they have six GLs. And that they're doing that, and then people are, you know, people are worried when they see them, but they don't do anything. So their, you know, their skill of actually doing something is as effort efforted as that. Am, am I wrong, up Neil? To the race and winning. Neil's frozen in time. I think. No, I'm just here. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> just. I'm just thinking no, I don't, about what you said. Well, I mean, like, I just think the system's changed. And I think that there's a lot of people that are into it and there's not a lot of people that are not. And so you're going to have the rise and fall. The thing is that to true, get a true skill rating, I think takes a lot more, a lot more matches than what we're seeing. I mean, yeah. I don't think we're probably going to get seated properly. And I mark my words. I said this in October. I still don't think we're going to get a true actual skill rating until May, you know, late, middle of may when we've got six months of straight gacs participation development growth income levels you know stagnation and when we get to that point i think that's when we're starting to see how good people really are and not i'm not talking about the arnolds and fatals the guys that are way up at the top i'm talking about the middle people the bulk of the player base because they have to seat all those people that are skipping rounds or playing people with too many GLs or, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Those are the bulk of the player base. And that's the player, the part that I'm in. So I think that it'll, it'll average itself out in time. If that makes sense. I hope. Yeah, no, I'd say it's everybody outside the top 5,000. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because I think the top five thousand is movers and shakers. Those guys are the top, you know, the top one. The 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 top the top one hundred is the tip of the spear. The top well, the, one thousand people that is are... the elite, and then from a thousand to five thousand, I would say it's a good mixture of people that um, you know know what they're doing um, and 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 perform admirably most of the time, or they wouldn't be in the top yeah, five thousand. I agree. Yeah, which I will never be. <laughs> Our moderator extraordinaire Cascade says a lot of people are just setting defenses 
and maybe doing a couple of uh, offenses just to make sure they get some crystals. Some rounds I'm doing that. I'm not going to lie. There are rounds where yeah, I no, just... I, I've I've done that. I did that in round one. My opponent had two two GLs, both relic eight. They put one in the top, one in the bottom, and then they full cleared me. I took one shot at the ray, failed, and conceded. Yeah. And I'll be doing the exact same thing in round two. My opponent had four GLs to my one. They put two in the top, two in the bottom. Yep. It's it's strangely enough it's the they... first time a 4GL opponent of mine has done that. All of the other occasions, they might put one down or two down, and then they'll take the rest on offense. But this is the first 4GL opponent that's looked at my roster gone, you've got one GL. That's it, one GL. I've got four. I don't need to do anything. I'm going to put two here, two here, and I'm going to take out one territory. With, I would, you know, if, if I was four versus one, I would literally, I would hold the one to counter the, I would hold the one that best fits to counter yours and put the rest of them on defense and let you eat. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's yeah. just the way that the game's changed. I mean, things have just yeah. changed and been different. I mean, you're either going to like the new system or I'm, you don't. Yeah. I'm at What's peace that? that I'm going to get those matches. I am, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I've been, I've, I've had back to back eight fours, um, and currently I'm four three at the moment. So I'm, I'm happy with my performance based on what the resources faced. I have yeah. in order to <laughs> achieve that performance. You know, I only just got my executor for God's sakes. I didn't have um, a seven star executor for the last for the last month so yeah i've been doing it with one gl eight and four with one gl um let let's yeah. pop through the uh patreon yeah, uh, questions, questions yeah. here um and we'll we'll try to do them rapid fire as much as possible i have a few ideas of how jig's gonna answer some of these uh oh all right if you could magically magically transform into an animal at will what animal would it be and why honey badger because it just don't care nev what do you got can 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 they be mythical sure animals or does it have to be an an actual animal but you just got to explain why okay i, I would be a polymorph <laughs> so I you could change it to anything hawk. else <laughs> i would be an i would be an emo hawk polymorph from red dwarf an emo hawk polymorph can change into whatever it wants and suck the emotions out of anyone close by that exhibits them so you know Right. You've got, you got great camouflage, and, you know, you can literally suck the emotions out of people. Right. Let's, see, let's see if I was right with Jig's answer. You're, you're not going to be. I would like to be a seagull in Pismo Beach, California, man. Just <laughs> out by the water, relaxed atmosphere, a really, really small beachhead, very, very little tourism, just chilling out there, flying around, doing seagull things, you know? Right. I was thinking you were going to say a cat. <laughs> I love cats. I, I dig cats, but, you know, cats have to deal with humans, right? You know, because humans are such crappy to animals sometimes. But a seagull out there in a small town in California, dude, just flying around doing seagull things, dude, that'd be so dope. All right. What's your favorite thing to do at a carnival slash fun fair? For me, um, it would be the the eats, especially funnel cakes. Not, or I'm sorry, not funnel cakes, but elephant ears. Not funnel cakes. Elephant ears are the better. Nev? Um, I like the, um, 
the I, I like the shooting the hoop one, even though it's bent. <laughs> yeah, because the because obviously it's not re- you know it's not regulation ring. It's you know the the, the balls are blown up to be extra bouncy. Water blown and up. The, the the ring is <laughs> is made smaller. So you've got you've literally got to get the perfect swoosh. Or it's going to hit the bar and just go a million miles, and 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 you always get some great big massive cuddly toy. So I, I, I the and the reason why I like those is because on two separate occasions I've done it with the first ball. There you go. That doesn't count for the countless other times <laughs> I've tried and never got <laughs> it in. I've, I've only ever got it in on two occasions, and on both those occasions it was with the first ball on. All previous other occasions playing that game, I never got it in. All right. But I love that. Love that carnival game. And what what you got, Jig? This is not going to go where you thought it was going to go. Um, when I was 16 years old, I went was going to go to my first carnival ever in my entire life. I was so excited. Me and like four friends all decided that we were going to do that. So we were in the parking lot of the Paso Robles Fair, and we took a bunch of mushrooms and we were getting out of the truck and I heard this person yelling and we're all kind of like walking and a stark naked man was walking through the parking lot going, I am hermaphrodite, the goddess of hermaphrodite. And he stopped us and he asked us whether or not that we wanted to join with him and ascend to you know, the, the world of <laughs> unicorns and hermaphrodites. And so that's so your favorite went. thing to do. I've never been, so I don't even know. What oh, okay. Do. All right. All right. <laughs> Bruce Lee versus Mike Tyson. Bruce Lee. Um, yeah, I, I would go, uh, I would, mm, I would go. Um, yeah, I'll go Bruce Lee. I'll go Bruce Lee. Because I've, I've seen Don, I've seen Donnie Chen Donnie Chen versus Mike Tyson, and I I think I think that uh, uh, Bruce Lee could probably do the same thing that uh, Donnie does. Bruce Bruce Lee would duck around and tire Mike Tyson out. Are you kidding me? I mean, don't get me wrong. Mike Tyson would have to touch you. Wouldn't want him to touch you. But I think that Bruce Lee could handle the not being touched by Mike Tyson. Right. Bruce Lee. Who, who, in your opinion, is the most important Jedi in all of Star Wars? Ooh, I think one. I think that it's Kenobi. You know, I I would have to say Obi Wan Kenobi because he saw through the prophecy. You know, he he saw it through the entire prophecy. So, Mark Hamill, because if Jedi, if he didn't nail that role in. New Hope, no one would care about this weird franchise. <laughs> yeah, nobody would care. Nobody would care if that first movie wasn't as good as it was. <laughs> Mind you, the, uh, the, 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 um, the photo shoots of Carrie Fisher dressed as Princess Leia and slapped all over magazines definitely helped. I, so, I agree. Def- but, so, so you're saying Princess Leia? Definitely help the dads get take the kids to the cinema. It's like, what do you want to? I want to watch Star Wars. Oh God, some science fiction. Yeah, it's it's got this really hot chick in it called Princess Leia. Oh, really? Really? Okay, let's go to the cinema and watch The Empire Strikes Back. Well, I mean, Daisy Ridley around in a bloody 
body warmer for the entire movie. The dads would have been like, oh, I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with this at all. So in The Return of the Jedi, it's like, we're sorry we put her in a snowsuit so that you didn't get to see her. Here you go, Carrie Fisher in a gold bikini. Boom. Dads flock into the cinema with their kids to watch that movie so that they can see Carrie Fisher in a gold bikini. All right. Number five from Zaz, and it's an A or B. Vacation destination, a log cabin in the woods or a sunny beach in blue sea? <laughs> I, I think I know which one. Bother. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, for me, it would be the blue sea, beach and blue sea. Neil? I, I would I would go log cabin. Log cabin. Am I right in, in my guess? Surfboard of style? Yeah, Discord yes. owner? Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, no, it's, I'm, I, am a, I am a beach dude. Big time. <laughs> All right. Uh, number six. Do you think that it's weird when Order 66 was given that the clones all instinctively knew that Anakin had turned to the dark side and they didn't try to kill him? So you're implying that the stories in Star Wars make sense at all? Okay. <laughs> Dude, some of it is it's science fiction. Some of it makes no sense. Burning you know in mean? space I, is one of them. Neil. I, please. <laughs> things burn in space paul if they have uh if there's an environment inside something and it starts venting that out into space and that is on fire that's a fire in space paul all planets have the same exact oxygen level mix for beings across the board every single planet in the whole universe they all are compatible with human life i mean it's ridiculous back, back to us yeah, they're all they're, they're, they're all m-class plus uh, m-class planets it's like in star trek you know every and single planet they visited without fail was the exact same atmosphere there was no closed like spacesuits at all in any movie under any circumstances in the fighter jets ships nothing everybody had open faces it's just it's whatever <laughs> all right back to a swaga question omicron abilities and conquest data disc upgrades will cause issues down the road by giving players an inaccurate view of team powers for example you get used to cls murdering teams in conquest and forget that they don't do the same outside of Conquest without data disc enhancements. Discuss. Yeah, yeah, I, that's I, true. For me, I think you've learned you learn what counters. I use my knowledge of counters from GAC to take teams in in Conquest. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it really, really doesn't. Well, yeah, sometimes it's taking teams. your Imperial troopers. In again, you know, your your standard Imperial trooper team. Try try take that in against a team bounty of hunters. Geos or Night Sisters that you would normally wipe the floor with in GAC, but all of the special stuff that they get just makes the squad completely not inert. Yeah, it, it's just ineffectual. Doesn't I, do squat. I can see where he comes from, and uh, I I give credence to the theory. Good good theories as, um. But I think that as you learn the counters in the main game, you then try to apply them to conquest. That I, I think it goes backwards from what you're thinking. Jig, what were you going to say? Conquest is like playing a different game. 
the rules are different. Everything is different. So you have to approach every, either you have to literally go, I'm doing something different because stuff simply doesn't work the same. And that uh, you have to literally go, well, CLS would normally work in this situation. I know it's not going to Imperial troopers against this team. You like you said before, normally it works. Oh, overprepared four on night sisters. Oh, that's great. I'm sure mother tells going to tickle, you know? So it's, you really have to take a, a giant step back and be like, I don't know if this is going to work or not. So, yeah. So, uh, that, that is the end of Zaz questions. We have a few rapid fire from, uh, Dickie dark side. And then one thing that I definitely can agree that he wanted me to say rapid My fire hair looks like terrible on a green screen. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Old Ben versus Dumbledore. Dumbledore. I'm agreeing. Dumbledore, Dumbledore, Dumbledore better character. Better written, be deeper story. Sorry. The, in the Inquisitorious versus the Death Eaters. This I'm going to go Star Wars. I think the Inquisitorious would hunt down the Death Eaters one by one. Uh, I I'm, I'm going to go with... Um, uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Death Eaters because the Death Eaters are non-carporeal. So the Inquisitors' lightsabers and force abilities ain't going to do squat without a wand. And they don't have wands, so uh, um, I'm, I'm, how, how's it go? Wingardum Leviosa or something like that? <laughs> there goes their lightsaber. <laughs> they're, they're, they're screwed. You know, they'll turn the lightsaber on the Death Eaters will be like, "No, I'm still sucking your soul out." But by the way, it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Leviosa. Okay, uh, Jake, what you got? Um, don't hate. I don't know anything about the Inquisitors. The only thing I know about Inquisitors I've learned is by what they've been released in game. I didn't play Je Jedi Fallen Order. I watched Rebels only partially, so I don't know anything about them. I do know about the Death Eaters, so I'm going Death Eater. All right. <laughs> I think, I definitely think it's going to be a unanimous one on this one. Yoda versus Dobby. Yoda. Yoda. If if my wife heard me voting anything against Dobby right now, well, my you know what character? Okay, are you ready for a real fun question? Which Harry Potter character does my wife call me? <laughs> Go ahead, Hagrid. It's obvious. No. <laughs> it pisses she me off every you... time she says it. She don't call you Dobby, does she? Nope. Oh, okay. Tonks. Luna. Luna, okay. Luna. I was <laughs> going to say Luna. Tonks because of the hair. <laughs> no, Luna Lovegood. She always calls me Luna. Like, we're at a restaurant, and I say something stupid, and she goes, oh, God, Luna. I'm like, what? Come on. All right. Uh, and like a Gryffindor t-shirt this weekend. <laughs> and the last <laughs> thing Dickie wanted me to say, and I totally agree, bad times never last. Bad guys are forever. Rest in peace, Scott Hall. So... All right. Neil, what's coming up? Uh, so GA Center's tomorrow? G GA Center will be at some point this weekend. Okay. It's either tomorrow night or Saturday, Sunday night. One of the, one of the two. Um, just got delayed. And, uh, and, and apart from that, it'd be GAC. There you go. Looking, GAC, baby. Looking forward to that. Uh, definitely tune in. And then um, it'll, I mean, we might have another, we might have two episodes of GA Center before we, are back on the escape podcast yes definitely so, yeah we're not doing it next next week 
Well, no, no. I'm saying there, there will be two two episodes because there's this past week that has been delayed, and then there's next week. There Got you it. go. There you go. Jig, you've been playing Cyberpunk. Oh God, I love Cyberpunk. I well, strangely enough, tomorrow is my last day of playing the Cyberpunk, um, and then I am taking. I don't know how long this is going to take, but by massive request from my community, they have, and they bought it for me on steam. Uh, they said that I, they want to, they want me to play XCOM two. Um, I've never played it, but I've had massive requests for me to do so. Um, so on Tuesday, the 22nd, I am starting a run. I've never played it, so I don't know what to expect, but I play games with on the hardest difficulty with no saving. So, Oh yes. I've, we shall see. And we, we definitely shall see what's uh what comes of that. Um and then uh on the Vault 37 Studios Twitch channel, Christy and I should be finishing Lego Marvel Superheroes uh this weekend. That last Sunday. Yeah. I saw you doing that last Sunday. You've been on that for a while. And uh uh it's the most buggiest game. It's it's the worst when it comes to glitches since we started. Um, and that's 21 games in, uh, 22 game. 22 will be the Lego Incredibles video game. Then we go over to DC supervillains after DC supervillains, Lego movie two, and then finally Skywalker saga. So we're going to be late to the party on Skywalker saga, but regardless, we'll be there. We'll definitely be like, getting to the Star Wars. But you're a wizard, you'll get there exactly when you want to be. <laughs> well, the thing is, is they did really, they did announce that uh, the DLC that they're putting out along with Skywalker Saga will conclude on the May fourth. So you should be able to play it though, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, you'll be fine. Yeah, I I, I think that we'll finally get to there when everything's uh, when everything's all said and done. So. All right. Any uh, any parting words, Jake? Just have fun, man. I, I I I see a lot of negativity in the discords out there, and people are stressing, and there's so much anguish and this acrimonious conversations that are taking place because people are uncomfortable about having their you know their their toys met met with, and I just think that man one of the things that's super important is people you just remember this is a video game. These are video games. You just need to chill, play the parts you think are fun and release the things that are not. So you're telling everybody to be nice to each other. Damn it. Oh yeah. All right. Neil, what oh, you got? push the button. Don't mind if I do. What's going on? Where the hell are we? Attention! This is Colonel Sanders in forward command. Abandon ship! Abandon ship! All personnel proceed to escape pods! Close down the circuit! Evacuate the This ship will self-destruct in exactly 10 seconds. Counting down. 10, 9, 8, 6. 6? What happened to 7? Just kidding. 3, 2, 1. Have a nice day. Thank you.
friends, this is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy. The Escape Podcast was filmed in front of a live studio audience full of tweaked out murder bears. Sit, boo-boo, sit. Good dog. 